But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a national holiday, ladies and gentlemen. It is draft day. It is Sturch and Gooch, and we're coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio, broadcasting to you, chopping it up right here from the Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. It is the Chop Sports Daily. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to you, Gooch. Welcome back. One day hiatus. How was yes. that punch that you took to the face? Um, no, man. You should see the other guy. Ah, that's no, the old age-old joke. I had some, some things to take care of, some appointments that I had to take care of in the morning today when when you when you said it's a national holiday i thought you were referring to baby day oh, baby no. day has been rudely interrupted this morning by a son of a by bitch a piece of shit so if you actually pain get on this yeah, you're get a on cop. this pain so if anybody in the newark area sees a white honda civic driving around with a chop sports sticker ah back, well that'll give it away it is in fact a stolen car ashmere fitz car was stolen this morning so that's incredibly it's, it's terrible i've had that happen news. to me i don't know if i should even be talking about it because it's it's so, news, I mean, it's, it's not that a disgusting yeah, detail, it's, it's but it's not, like I'm, it sucks. Yeah, it's just been a tough morning for for poor Ash. So if anybody you know sees Ash in the comments, give her. A, if she's uh, in the comments, then, her then honestly, if she's in the comments, then then she is the most dedicated person I have ever met in my. There she is. Holy there shit! She is on cue. How I was just gonna say, Ash. Ash our thoughts are with you, girl. Get your stuff back. It'll happen. Don't worry about it. I had this happen to me once. Um, it, it did happen right out of my driveway. It was a scary, scary situation, man. And um, it, it sucks. I went yeah. outside to go to work, hit the unlock button, and the truck was gone. And I was yeah. like, well, wait, maybe I parked it somewhere else. And, and then I'm it, like. Because it was baby day, all her stuff was in the car. So all her gym Terrible. stuff, all her, her laptop, it's just a very tragic thing. It Pain, really tragic. I don't think it's in Newark. It's just, it's nearby. It's in, uh, it's in Kearney. Um, I, I'm familiar with Kearney, North Arlington, Harrison area. Um, who knows, man? These people, they, they get these cars, they strip them down. You might never see this thing again. So, Scoop, you're an insurance guy. Um, wow, we're car, really going here. If, if a car is stolen, <laughs> if a car is stolen and there's actual belongings in it, does that does the that's the value? Does that's the value a stolen get, get well, factored the, in mm, when, I don't they, know. when they do your little statement thingy? Yeah, I don't know. When you go evaluate, because it's at that point, I'm oh, I'm he used this, he used the card in Nork. Oh my god, like Jesus Christ, like six, these six minutes scumbags later, out six there, minutes guys. Later. Anyway, so our thoughts are with you, Ash. Yeah, Hopefully, Ashley, later on, I get tight. to see you and maybe we'll do something fun to cheer you up. Yeah, like watch the draft at MJ's. It oh, is draft god. night. Poor Ash. <laughs> she's she's going Poor through Ash. it today. I feel I feel for you, baby. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll, we'll Everything will be all right. We're, we're the, the entire Chop Sports army is behind you. We're all going to take a field trip to Nork right after the show, and we're going to search for your car. We're going to get him by the throat and just, just drag him down. Anyway, it is <laughs> Sergeant Gooch. As I said, it is a draft day. It is a special day. All the mocks are done. All the stuff that we've been talking about leading up to this moment is over. The draft goes down tonight. The Jaguars have been on the clock since, I don't know, October, it feels like. So they've been they've been doing their due diligence and all that stuff uh, to get involved and try to uh, get themselves a premier player at one. And, of course, Schefter tweeted that the sky is blue today in, in, in which he basically went on and said, Yeah, this is the craziest draft ever. Right, sources according, have told me that the Jaguars are not in the quarterback market. But what like, he did say, no according shit. to executives, this is the craziest draft maybe in league history. They said the exact same thing last year when Aaron Rodgers was going to get I traded. Will say, I will say that the this draft, and, and no, no disrespect to the draft, the players in it, whatever, 
Uh, it has lost a little luster because of the fact that there's no premier quarterbacks. See, I disagree. Go on. Elaborate. I disagree because, <laughs> because it doesn't really matter. The fact that there is no premier quarterbacks almost adds luster to me because I think they get overhyped every season. They and do. you see too many guys that go way higher than they should because of the, the premium at quarterback position. Yeah. Never pan out. There's only 32 jobs in a league. If you look around football right now, there's about 20, 20 to 25 of them that are either a project or they have their guy. So there's not many teams that are even really in need of a quarterback. I would say the teams that are in need of a quarterback right now, off the top of my head, Carolina, Seattle, if they don't want to go to the Drew Locke route, that's two. Carolina, Seattle, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Well, Atlanta's got Mariota, so I know it's he is a starting we're, caliber we're quarterback. Talk a little so. bit about the Atlanta Falcons in a little bit. I got some tidbits for you. Okay, tidbits are fun. Uh, later on in the show, I have not talked to him or confirmed with him, but there's a possibility. I think this is going to happen. Kevin Dunn of the Test Football Academy will be joining us later on today. He's the one who uh, founded Test uh, Football Academy. What they do is they take all these draft prospects and they train them even harder and harder and harder in preparations for their pro days and everything like that. Guys that basically don't get the, the burn that they should get. I don't know. They, they put out a video the other day with Kenny Pickett. They might have worked with Pickett. I don't know. Uh, but we'll talk to him later on, hopefully. We'll talk to him later on. I did send him the, all the information and stuff. Wait, so I'm, I'm Not to go off of what you were saying, but I'm just reading the comments here. And Chris okay. Payne is saying that this will be the first time in 16 years a quarterback will not be taken first no during no, the first no, round? no no that's, that's not right two things one that's not going to happen and two it hasn't happened in more than 16 years no now. the first time no this is like the fifth time that that, that yes. hasn't happened yes. i think Schefter put that over, stupid first tweet overall out. first overall yes yeah it's right. like miles garrett and guys like that they were drafted um so your stat is wrong stop going to Schefter. actually Schefter had it right <laughs> so anyway if you want to support the show thank you uh rob over there dude he is he is coming into his own as a producer he's basically saying shut the fuck up dave and promote the damn patreon so that's what i'm going to do patreon.com forward slash chop sports to support the show become a patreon member uh we appreciate everybody who's come on board already and the people that are in the future which will be getting extra extra content uh probably in the midsummer early fall as football season approaches if you become a dynasty member uh we'd really appreciate that as well uh but three five ten dollar increments to support Chop sports in a financial matter. Um, so I talked about the test thing. Uh, Gucci's face is okay. I'm just going down the uh, the old Rolodex here. So anyway, let's get right into it because we are going to talk some football later on with Kevin Dunn of Test Football Academy, or like I said, or we will regardless. But we got to start with the NBA because obviously, we're, look, the NBA has giveth and they will take it away eventually. It's not an oversaturated thing, but there's games every night. So the, and there's highlights every single night. So it's not like we're just kind of making this shit up as we go, but the bucks took care of business. And I said this yesterday, they covered the number. They were up by almost 30 at one point. This uh, bulls team was plagued by injuries. Um, they looked like they just effortless, not even trying at some points. Um, but I, I don't know, man, you, you watch the series as much as I did. The bulls just look lifeless and, and they just, they look bad after game one, the bucks, looked like they were going to have their hands full. Then game two, I believe Middleton got injured and the Bulls actually pulled it off. DeRozan had one of those nights where he made everybody shut up, eat their words for one day. But it was, I said it then, and I and this is what I still believe now, is that the Bulls gave the Bucks everything they had. They almost took them out in game one. They ended up taking them out in game two, but that was all they had. They 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 put their foot on the gas in those two games and they burnt themselves out. And the Bucks are just an experienced championship caliber team 
even with no Middleton, the Bulls are also banged up. Like you. Were oh saying. yeah. It was no real, no real series here. Uh, Giannis goes for thirty-three and nine last night, so dominating again. Four out of five starters in double digits. So clockwork. team effort, clockwork, like you just said. This team is built to win and, and make a run. But now in front of them, game one Sunday against the Celtics. That's going to be a phenomenal series, man. Because there are a lot of people that are seeing the Celtics just thrash the Brooklyn Nets as now the team to beat in the East. There are people that have said that. Me, not so much. I mean, I, I picked the Bucks to go to the championship and probably go back as, to back. I did, I did as well. And <laughs> they got their know. hands full, man. Not, they got I'm their hands so full. Sure. Right now it's looking to me like it's going to be the Celtics and the heat in the Eastern conference finals, just because of the way they both play defense. Giannis is that dude, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are also those dudes. And with their, their big man back down low, help protect the rim. It's not going to be so easy for Giannis to just get to the basket because his sole job for the big man on the Celtics is going to be to just protect the rim and be a help defender on Giannis. No Middleton is going to be huge in this series because there is not – you mentioned that they had four guys in double digits yesterday. Mm -hmm. The Celtics are going, to, are going to take that kind of away, I think. I think the Celtics should win this series. As, yeah. As much as I picked the Bucks and I'm a Bucks guy because of their – How many games you got Packers, going? Six. Six. You give them six games. Celtics and six. No Middleton. So they just. Giannis is the best player. I understand in the world that. To me. I get that. They just swept Kyrie and Kevin. Yeah, but Durant I, I wasn't. I wasn't on board thinking that the Nets were going to be in a good. But spot. you think they were going to get swept? I didn't think they were going to get swept. But I also, after one and two, I thought, okay, we might see a great series. But the way Durant shot in the second, the way the defense looked in the second quarter, in the third quarter of Game Two, I was like, eh, the, the Nets. The Nets played well in game one, and then first half of game two, they played well, and they didn't play well once since then. So the Nets, I just don't think were as good as people thought they were. They just expected this Nets team to kind of show up. Mm. The Bucs are a better team than the Nets. I think the Bucs would have beaten up on the Nets as well. But you just made the point that they're getting, what's his name, Roberts back? What's that guy's name? They're set, whatever the big guy's name Williams. is. That he has the Williams rebounds, Robert Williams, right? Rebounds like crazy. They didn't even have him in the series. I understand, but they also don't have a guy like Giannis but that's all they have. You have right KD now. And, and Kyrie were largely settling for jump shots. Yeah. Giannis is going to try to get to the basket every single play. That's true. And it's another it's another thing. It's like they have the guy to try to stop him. It's not like this guy could really match up with Giannis. No. You know, like I don't I mean, I don't Giannis force it. Giannis is gonna have him. He's gonna low. have some days where he like he's gonna have I'm some serious, serious money. The fact that Giannis is a good is a great player, and I'm giving Giannis the superstar the experience, the championship medal that they had last year. This team has been there before, and they have other good players. It's not like they don't have anybody that's going to step up. And Pascone's coming in. He's, he's going in on you, saying you only, you're saying that they only have Giannis. He's getting a little angry. They do only have Giannis. I mean, I, they're, they're a lot Four of their five starters with double digits. This team digits is, a, is a really good team. Don't they have Drew Holiday, too? Yeah. yeah. Drew spelled like Holiday. a moron, though. Drew. <laughs> J-R-U-E. Anyway, uh, so that game happened. The Bucks take care of the Bulls. That's that. Um, the and second it, it, game of the night last night. Rob, it's not like I'm picking the Bucks to win, even though I no, would no, like no, I to. And I still think if there's going to go six games, there's going to be some good games in there that could go either way. I just think the Celtics are too good right now. They're on fire. I mean, they last month of the season, they, they played last two months of the season. They played very well. They're playing really good. And then, they and again, if you sweep the the, the fucking nets, like, yeah, they, they got yeah. some momentum the over Celtics there. The Celtics aren't really the greatest three-point shooting team. So, like, look, like you said, if they have to play catch-up, it might be a little difficult. But it's up to Giannis, and we'll see. Uh, Steph Curry takes care of business last night. He closes out the Nuggets. We knew the Joker gave it his all in game four. Game five just... 
didn't have it. I mean, obviously not enough uh, for the Warriors to squeak by this one by four. They didn't cover the number. Um, you know, that's that's OK, too. Uh, I did hit the first one. I covered the big number there and the, the under hit by a point. So that was that was exciting. Um, Curry goes for 30 um, again. This Warriors team is built to, to make a run here. And now with a banged up Suns team, we'll talk about the Suns in a minute. But like the, the Warriors have a shot. I like Dallas in the West. The West seems to be more wide open when when the Suns are banged up. But I just read in the comments and I don't know how true this is. Booker might come back. Yeah, tonight. we'll talk about it. It's we'll see. We'll see. But I think he's going to the Warriors get it done. Uh, shout out to the Nuggets. They gave it a run. But um, I mean, uh, yeah, Nuggets yeah, close out this. Yes. Yep. No. You, yeah. Yeah. It's over yep. for one. It's crazy. Okay. You say like Joker didn't give enough. Thirty graphic and nineteen. Wrong. Yeah. Graphic is wrong. I was just like I'm, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, eh, what? Nuggets actually uh, got closed out. Yeah. <laughs> so just add a D. Um, cl- nuggets closed out. There you go. <laughs> so that's the end <laughs> of the Nuggets. Uh, so tonight on the docket with the draft, which is is incredible because we got so much sports on tonight. We get three NBA games. You got the Yankees, the Mets, the draft. It's going to be a big, big night. So starting tonight's doc off uh, is the 76ers who just can't seem to close this thing. Um, and Doc Rivers went off a little bit yesterday uh, on the media. He took accountability a little bit, but then no, he's he like, did not. Th- but th- as I'm saying, then he comes back and he's like, well, that was the bubble. And then they're like, well, you know, he, he found all these reasons of why he can't close that series. Just get it done, man. Like this is like the Brian, Sixers are such a like better Brian team. I Cashman. think. Yes. It's like, oh, we, you know, a bunch of excuses, the bubble to this, to that. Look, mm. some Doc Rivers stats, courtesy of our boy, Wrestling Rob over there. So Doc Rivers has lost nine game sevens, most ever. He's lost five at home, also the most ever by an NBA coach. Um, so in his entire NBA coaching career, he has lost 31 games where his team had an opportunity to close out the series. 31 games. I would imagine that's also most in the NBA history. I'm not sure. He's lost that. 31 clinchers? 31 closeout games. Closeout clinchers. games. Closeout games. Like, so yeah, like game six, wow. game five. Yeah, up three, two, <laughs> game six, lose. And seven of his last eight. That so is nuts. Jesus Christ. What's when the spread he, his little tirade was, I believe, responding to questions about these numbers. And at that point, in this particular junction, you have no business to go off on a tirade. Just put your head down and say, look, yeah, those numbers exist. We got to do our job, and it is what it is. But maybe he's trying to fire his team up. I have no idea. James Harden can't shoot 11 shots. He also can't shoot 40 shots. So find your – This game going se- – is this series going seven? I would love it. I, I just don't believe – <laughs> I don't be- – for the number – these the numbers, number all the trends, I love if it. we ask the toast – Forget everything. Just go with the trends because, if, according to this, them giving a point and a half, I think that's a, a steal. They don't win. Isn't this games. game in Toronto? It's in Toronto. Oh, dude, they don't this win. Seems these, like a no brainer. They don't right? win these games. Philly Embiid's dealing with the hand injury. He wasn't able to protect the basket. They got dominated inside the paint. James Harden has to step up. And when we're counting on a guy like James Harden, who in the postseason he did have one decent postseason, the year with Chris Paul, where he got injured and left against, I think it was Oklahoma City they ended up losing that series to. Either way, James Harden has been largely absent in big-time postseason games. It's his time to shine right now, and he's also a fat slob. So I just don't believe that James <laughs> is. Harden is going to be the guy. You you couple that with the fact that Doc Rivers, while he I think he's a really good coach, the history hasn't been on his side in these spots. You put respect on Felton's name there, Basco, and I see what you're doing. If I see Felton's name in there in the comments, put respect on his name. Don't you dare compare the two. Isn't it just crazy, though, that you're seeing these games and, like, 
the Ben Simmons issue. It's a hilarious comparison, by the way. I know. It's a fantastic comparison. Absolutely um, you, get, you get the Ben Simmons issue yesterday when we're talking about that. Now you got a guy like Harden can't show up in the big game. And then isn't it crazy that like we're, we're kind of forming into a era in which the Knicks fans, and I, I always have to put a Knicks spin on this. I'm a Knicks guy. So like, don't you think they have like a good, strong case next year to, to add one piece and be very competitive considering all these super teams? And I'm not saying they're all stacked this way, but like they, they can run with these guys because of the, the diva like mentality I where would, these guys keep losing. I games. would say, yeah, the Knicks should be a premier free agent destination. I don't know what it is about that place. It's fucking Dolan. It's Tim Dolan. Gar- it's fucking Dolan. Other than the owner. I was going to get Nobody to likes Dolan. I guess it it's really that bad there where the players just completely hate playing for that organization. But one day, eventually, the Knicks will hit on a draft pick eventually. And that's how I think it has to happen for them. Because I saw it. They're not I, able not to, to cut you Nobody wants to sign there as a free agent. It's just too big of a, too big of a I, I, I sang his praises yesterday with Rob on the show. John Morant, all world, right? I saw somebody post in the Chop Sports Facebook group. We got a lot of traction. And, and it came a lot from Kyle uh, because he thinks, and I, Kyle, I, I love you. And I, I, I like I most of your takes. With this. I didn't see the post. But. He said that, that RJ Barrett was better than John Morant. Like John Morant doesn't play defense, he says. Well, I mean. R.J. Barrett I, doesn't play winning basketball. John Morant does. Right. Games can be decided with John Morant. Games are not being decided with R.J. Barrett. Barrett can go off. Barrett can have great games, but he's not going to be the reason why all of a sudden and the Knicks yeah, go on a so, run. John so Morant is carrying RJ, his R.J. team. R.J. Barrett's Literally. a better defender, but the NBA is all about creating offense, clearly. You know, Trey Young's yeah. a star. John Morant's a star. These eh, guys are. Trey Young's star might have dimmed a no, little bit. He's but. a fucking star. Did you hear what Trayvon Green said about Trey Young no. on his podcast? He was like, no, it, for, was for like, NBA players that are active having podcasts, it's fantastic. I think, well, it's fantastic was television, like, fantastic He was audio. like, uh, people were talking about the beginning of the season that Steph was done and Trey was the new Steph. He was like, that boy had 11 points and averaged 16% from the floor. To, Steph would never do that in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, he's, he's have, backing up his boy, which I get. He but may like, have, but look, let's pump the brakes on Trey Young. Yeah, let's all Steph go Curry. nuts there. It is the comparison because they both shoot from deep, but I would say the comparison stops there. Yeah. I uh, do think Trey Young is a star in this league as of now, but I said yesterday, maybe you could agree with it, or do you think Trey Young, the only way Trey Young star shines as brightest is if he's not the number one guy? Like if no, he signs no, as a I number think, two? I think he could always be the number one. But that means you got to build in Atlanta. He could always be the number one offensive scoring, but I don't think he's going to be a champion if he's the number one guy. You're that's that's need, what I'm yeah. saying. For him to win a championship, he's got to join somebody he's else. He's going to be a superstar in the league. He's going to score a ton of points. Imagine a ton he of signs shots, with the Knicks. Regardless. But <laughs> after just I wouldn't crushing have us. Got to have to figure out a way to play some defense or get some guys around him that can. Yeah. All right, moving on. What else we got? We got the other games going on tonight. Obviously, game six, the Phoenix Suns. Scoop said it before. I don't know how true it is. Could Booker possibly play tonight? Is yeah, that a thing? That's about five and a half weeks early on the comeback. Yeah, they what happened there? He's going to be on for six weeks. Day, but this is what happens in the playoffs. You get these guys that are just, he's not, he wants to win. He's got a little bit of Kobe in him. I feel like Devin okay. Booker does have a little bit I of like that, that. that killer instinct where he doesn't take any prisoners. He's not really extra friendly on the court. Who wants to be? Fuck and that. he wants to win. And Chris Paul wants him to win. And Chris Paul needs him out there because Chris Paul's. The clock is ticking on him getting his title. Yeah, Isn't it Devin crazy Booker, that Chris Paul, I, as many teams as he plays, doesn't have a title yet? Yeah. It's crazy. He I got think, robbed, though. I think, Devin Booker, I think Devin Booker, <laughs> well, he's been robbed with his own injury history. He's probably robbed by the fact that the NBA blocked 
the Lakers the trade. trade. Yeah, I remember. I, I he just reminded me of that. But, I just but right totally now, forgot. a guy like Devin Booker, I'm not sure what his effectiveness is going to be, but because he's able, he's able to just be a set shooter. He actually will be able to help this team because they really do need the shooter out there. Chris Paul with the the pick and roll, they could run that still. Uh, the offense doesn't really miss a beat with no Booker being able to create his shot. I guess it does miss a beat, but if he's out there, it's going to help the Suns, no doubt about it. They need him. I don't know, like I said, the, how he's going to be going forward because the hamstring, it could completely go. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's very true. I mean, the beginning, of, beginning of this week, I think last week on the show, we even said that the Pelicans coach said to the team, like, don't last year the same thing happened. He'll be back for this series. Don't think five weeks is going to happen. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking uh, just based off the number, based off the way this has been going, Booker or not, I think I might roll with New Orleans plus two. I, I don't know. I that's the way I'm feeling right now. I think Obviously, Booker should sit this one because game seven. If you could, you could steal this one anyway. Mike's coming no in, said he's going with. He's he's putting some coin over on the on the Pelicans as well. So maybe this series goes seven. We might get a couple game sevens. Uh, one game seven that won't happen because I think it's going to be closed out tonight. My Dallas Mavericks with Luca are going to close it out tonight and get it done. Uh, I'm excited about this game because, again, I, I think Luca goes for like 35 plus tonight. I think he goes off again. This kid is the, the it's it's an anomaly to me because look, you look at these other guys built like brick brick shit houses, like like your Giannis or, or like your even LeBron in his prime. Like these guys are just built for tough. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at a guy. Like, like this guy, what? Built Ford Tough. Yeah, I know. They're not sponsors or anything like that, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like Ford Tough. That was um, a dadism right there. How was that a dadism? That was like a middle-aged white guy dadism. Jesus Built Christ. Tough. Did you hear me call the, uh, Kanye Yee yesterday? You Oof. probably didn't tune into that. that. So this guy funny, went off yeah. the rocker. Anthony, by the way, a is in the building for his last day. I'm sorry. I'm remiss to say that. But uh, yeah, I was like, Yee. And he's like, it's yay. And I'm like, well, it's Yeezys. He's like, there's an extra E in Yeezys. <laughs> I he was shaking his head the whole time. I was like, "Oh, how so white when am you, I?" When you shorten like Andre, are you like, "Yeah, what's up, Dre?" <laughs> <laughs> what up, Dre? I, I do not do that. I do not do that. So, uh, and anyway, coming in with a question for what's you guys. The question? Yes, would you consider it? Zion obese? Uh, according to sources, I am also obese, and probably Rob and guys well, that are that guys that are to, not yeah, one eighty. I don't think at you need to consider obese. somebody obese. You could just literally look at him and be like, uh, "Yes, he's obese." Obese with some not hops. considered. I think that there's I an actual criteria. <laughs> Becton is, yeah, Becton's definitely obese. Uh, he's also very lazy, too. Um, but we'll see about the Jets and what they do later. Um, but in any event, this game, I think it gets put on the back of, of Luka again. They dominate, and they close this one out. What say you? you? You got the Jazz here? or Yeah, Luka's the guy. He the is. Jazz don't have any he's guys. He's fun, man. He's fun. There's one guy that I know that the Mavs are going to have to pay a lot of money to because they could have extended Jalen Brunson this year. And they, they chose not to. So they're gonna be wishing, or or they're not gonna be able to extend them because I think that Dallas is bad as their roster is outside of Luca. I don't they got Tim Hardaway Jr. on the bench. Like they're not doing great financially. Oh, I saw him. He, he was on Dallas he though. He's hurt. There. He's out. He's there. He's, out. He's there yeah. though. I saw his face. Yeah. I, saw his face. <laughs> I saw his face on a bench. I saw his face on the bench more than I've seen uh, Ben Simmons's face on a bench. Neil so. Keen is there too. With Dallas, Frankie, too. I, I'm pretty sure he plays nice. defense there. I've seen him. Anyway, that is the NBA. Uh, playoffs that goes down tonight. Um, hopefully, like I said, I'll be pulling for the Mavericks. But before we get into anything else, Gooch, I have a very, very important question, and you got to answer it honestly. Are you worried that you're going to run out of money in retirement? 
Yes. Okay. So that's good. Or what are you going to do about long-term care if you need that? What will your family do, right? I'm not going to make it that long. You're not going to make it that long. Yeah, I don't well, you might. Care you might. In the cards. You might. If Short-term you, care. You could stop worrying and start planning. That's right. You can do that. A comprehensive retirement plan that gives you security and greater control over your money. We're talking about the Fusco Agency right here. F- Michael Fusco can help you as president. Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore all you uh, all your options using life insurance annuities to help you build a more secure future. So, Gooch, you could stop worrying now in the now. Don't worry now. You got to call him right now. 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 718-701-5787. There is a disclosure here. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. That is Michael Fusco, who emailed me yesterday. Something pretty interesting. I'll share. I'll pass it along. It's just an email uh, about some uh, something some golf related. Speaking of golf, I guess Jay, call us, <laughs> please. Uh, let, let me know what the hell's going on. But yeah, Michael Fusco uh, has told me that he wants to watch the show more. He's trying to, but he's a busy guy because people are burning up the phone. So give him a call. Speaking of. I don't even know how to segue into that one. So you're just going to have to talk about your butt crack snacks. <laughs> so what's up, by boys? The way, by the way, um, it's on this? the road. I mean, it's, on, it's in route. We're getting brand new packages. Who left me set. this? Oh, that was uh, homeboy over here. You left me a nice little note. Oh, I used it. You used it on the show, butt crack snack. Oh, you did? Yeah. You did. So he, you just did kinda, the, he did the library? I did the read, He but he oh, just okay. held up butt crack I was going to say, I got I to gotta go uh, trim that up. Post it on social. So how boys, can you trim it? If you use the lawnmower 4.0, yeah, of course. So, boys, it is, spring has sprung. It is swamp ass season. So make sure you get that taint nice and uh, nice and sleek for the ladies out As there. As I take so, a sip of drink, this is like. Do everyone a favor. We got some disgusting things going on down below in the underbelly, the dark underbelly of man. It's no place for a, a nice lady to be. So what we're gonna do is, when she wants to go downstairs and have a nice little butt crack snack, oh my. what you have to make sure you do is you. Trim up with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 with the 400K LED light. And honestly, if she needs to navigate down there while she's having the butt crack snack, you could just let her borrow the trimmer. Be like, I might have missed a few. It reduces so the she's risk. she's going to navigate herself? It reduces the risk of nicks and cuts. <laughs> and if you want to get real kinky, maybe you could have her do it for you. There's hey, a, now. There's a right? flashlight on her, ain't there? There is a flashlight There is light a 400K it, right? LED so flashlight. if you need a little probe job, no butt stuff, boys. <laughs> Without the 400K LED light, that is. So they also have the Cloud 2.0 for your face. I'm not sure you're going to need any light on there. I don't think there is a light on there. No, but, it's just a shaver. But you can just hold up the plow and the 4.0 and kind of get a, a little the, dual action. Not, they don't see me on camera, thank, thank God. God, because I'm sure you guys could figure out what I was doing with oh my, my hands goodness. in that situation. Take that not down. that there's Hurry anything up. wrong with that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, go over to manscaped.com. One second too late. Use the promo code CHOPSPORTS for 20% off, and it's free shipping worldwide. And boys, don't forget, April, all of April is the month where we um, raise awareness for testicular cancer. So early yes, early detection saves lives. Make sure today you either, either have a friend, check your balls for you, or check your own. Uh, make sure we get rid of those lumps, and early detection saves lives. Manscaped.com, CHOPSPORTS, 20% off. But yeah. crack snack. I like it. Jungle. I like it. I Dark like it. Bring that man. back up. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the, best, the best comment here Ooh. is the scoop. So it's just going into the upside down with Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going in. It's just like fucking hanging things off the. Oh, God. But that can all be affixed with, uh, with of course, um, 
you know, Manscaped. Uh, also want to give a special shout out to steveaspar.com. If you guys are looking to upgrade your web services or you're trying to build a website for your company or you're trying to fix whatever existing website you have, steveaspar.com. He helps you out. New York, New Jersey. He's very, very good. He's very, very affordable. Um, he's a, he's a good dude. He's, he's honest to a fault, meaning if it sucks, I'll tell you, uh, but go check out steveaspar.com. And of course our friends over at lilacsageboutique.com use chop 10 at checkout. You're getting 10% off. It is a women's clothing. Yes. Why Dave, why would you do this? Why would you agree to promote women's clothing? Well, one, first of all, great stuff. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. We've had people around here buy these things. Great quality stuff. They have a whole boutique. Boutique meaning like once things are sold, they like replenish with like different products and stuff like that. So like if you just sign up for their newsletter or their email blast, so you store? get all the new stuff. So store? That's, That's what like I thought store. too. <laughs> no, no. See, no, no. Because look, if you go to a store, there's multiple sizes. There's like if you see that shirt. And you see it in small, medium, large, so it's like if, large. if I they have one of these, they have one of oh, those. So it's one of one. Yeah, so man. Like, oh, so like, they, and once you buy that, they're gonna replace it with so. This, you know what so I'm saying? Dave, yeah, that's the difference between a store and a boutique. Uh huh. Are you sure? Probably not. <laughs> but you know what? I'm doing the best I can. I'm drowning here. I'm proud of you, buddy. Thank you. I Good appreciate job. it. So go check out lilacsageboutique.com. They're also veteran-owned business. So if you support the troops, support these guys right here. They're good people. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. Um, also, anyway. Mother's Day next week. Go yes. buy some shit. For it, whoa, week? whoa, whoa. Next week? It's not next week. Two weeks? Oh, Jesus. Fuck, calm down. Fuck, I have no idea what today is. Honestly, it's <laughs> baby day. Damn, it's bro. all like fucking in Oh, my God. You almost you had me nervous because I'm too, sitting there bro. like, I, I got to get some for my mom. Like, you know, it's. I don't even see my too. mom on Mother's Day. That's sad. Oh, you got a couple weeks to sort something out. Yeah, it's just very true. When the fuck is Mother's Day, though? <laughs> like, May I gotta, 8th. Is it the 8th? All right. So it's the Sunday after WrestlePro. Is it? I think so. I don't know. Usually, ah, uh, yes, May eighth, Mother's May Day. May oh, eighth, Bobby. If you're watching this, Bobby Erpsis, if you're watching this, you know this joke, and it is fucking hilarious. No, I'm not even gonna bother getting into the inside joke. But May eighth, Bobby, come see me. He gets it. Okay, so one of one get, get that joke. Um. Anyway, those are the reads, and we appreciate that. So. The NFL draft, as we await oh, our guest. There, he got it. Yeah, there it is. He's ha ha haing to death. As we await our guest, hopefully he joins us. It is Kevin Dunn from the Test Football Academy. That's basically what that is, is um, anybody who gets out of college and they might need a little extra training heading into their pro day or heading into the draft, this is where they would go. I mean, it's one of the premier establishments around, uh, especially in the tri-state area. I think they're in the tri-state area. That would be wrong of me not to say, but I'm pretty sure they are. Um, Kevin would be better to answer that. And like I said, um, no actual confirmation, but let's talk draft, okay? Because yes. there are things that are brewing right now. And, of course, if you watch all the coverage, if you've seen our mock drafts, and we brought on Connor Livesey the other day for his mock draft and, you know, just different things, there is a a, a lot of rumors swirling. It's, it's, of course, draft day. 
Like how many quarterbacks are going to go in round one? How many moves are going to be made? I saw Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, which got the Cowboys trading up to 13 to draft a tackle. What? You know, like what? Why? Like, yes. Do they need a tackle eventually? Sure do. Um, and if they find someone that they covet, great. But then like shout out to guys like Mike Fisher. And I'm not one to just bash uh, all media outlets, but I will bash this one. Uh, Mike Fisher writes for Sports Illustrated. He's an old hack-a-doodle-doo that has been way over past his prime. You got to move over, bro. You got to move over. You got to stop posting clickbait shit because he posted yesterday that the Cowboys are, quote, desperate to move up. No team is desperate to move up ever. So I don't know who you talk to. If anything, there's teams that might be desperate to move down more so than move up. But use the word desperate. Yeah, Nobody's desperate, desperate to do to this shit. It's just bad optics for the teams. That right. Are, like, oh, God, we'll do anything. Like, we will like, move up if you give us something that's decent to right. move up. But you you could see maybe a team like the Panthers that might be desperate to move out of the six pick because they have no draft capital. And they also don't have the guy that they gave up to get all to right. get rid of all their draft capital when they traded for Stefan Gilmore. That didn't work out. Right. So I, I just uh, again, I, why I, they did that. Is beyond me. Talk about uh, putting the cart before the horse. They were, I think, three and zero at the time. Their defense is playing good. They make the move for Gilmore, thinking that they're about to be a and then solid Dallas team. came in and beat them up. And then what ended up happening was Sam Darnold showed his true colors. Got injured a couple times in the same game, I believe. And then that was it. All right. Now they lost their fucking their, their draft capital. And Stephon Gilmore's where now? Where is he? He's a free agent. No, uh, he, he signed, signed uh, with, with the Colts, Colts, I think. Colts, Colts yeah. yes. All right, joining us right now, Kevin Dunn. Oh, he's here. He is here. Oh, he is here. Bro. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys? Oh, uh, we're great, bro. Hey, listen, we we understand and we're well aware that you've worked with guys like Mike Tavertoff, but there's so much more we want to learn about uh about test football academy because obviously oop, what happened there there you go no 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 it's the one over here sorry <laughs> it's the one right there uh so the test football academy when did you guys launch because i know it's been you guys have been around for quite some time now um but what was the idea behind this yeah we uh god we we started this place uh in september of 1999 we moved to martinsville new jersey i actually graduated from Rutgers with exercise science go. and psychology um so we always have, uh, uh, I call it rolling out the scarlet carpet for these guys to make sure they get everything they need. There you um, go. But we started in, in here in September of 99. We, we were in a small kind of, a, you know, like a strip mall type place. Um, they were like right down the street on Washington Valley Road and uh, Washington Valley Road and Chimney Rock Road. And we, you know, started working with athletes uh gare actually who's with me now he was uh he was one of our first first uh first guys in our first combine ever uh there were four players that year gare was one of them and ended up uh going through the process and and uh made it uh with the buffalo bills organization so excited to now ha have him back and and kind of running our he's our director of football operations now so um and then i would say you know things got really busy really quickly we ended up uh purchasing a pro uh, property that was kind of right across the street so to speak uh from from that small 1500 square foot place um and and it was actually an old bar called the village tavern and nice. uh two nasty houses and we we leveled leveled everything we actually did the closing at the bar we got all the leftover liquor the liquor license and uh <laughs> We ended up selling the liquor license to a Longhorn Steakhouse, 
and uh, that was our seed money to actually build this place. So um, in 2007, we built uh, we built this 24,000 square foot facility, um, and uh, you know we have an indoor 60 yard turf field, all the bells and whistles, just a state of the art facility, um, and we are you know we're super excited that you know you guys have chosen us you know to kind of come on the air to talk about some of this stuff because you know we're uh we're, we get we get busy we get so busy and entrenched in in the the lives of the athletes when they're here that you know we rarely have time to really sit down and you know talk about some of the things that we've been able to accomplish over you know over the last 20 plus years so yeah, I've seen the videos and I've seen some of the incredible things you do with some of these guys. And obviously, the the reason, one of the big reasons that we did talk to Mike Tverdoff right after the season ended, and he said, "Like I'm going to be going to test, I'm going to be training over there, and I'm going to be, you know, doing yeah. uh, his pro day, basically, you know, because of what you guys have done for him and and what I'm seeing, and I'm sure you've seen the results. He had himself he had himself a hell of a pro day. Yeah, uh, he he came out of his skin. Like we were both there that day. Um, and it's awesome to kind of go watch these guys and, you know, you hope for, for the best, um, you know, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best, you know, sometimes, you know, part a big, big, big part of this process is making sure these guys are mentally prepared, uh, and that they don't, you know, they don't roll into their pro day, let, let the levels of anxiety get the best of them. And then they shit the bed, you know, um, and that's just not what, you know, not what we can, we can let happen for these guys. Um, so I'm excited that, you know, he was able to just capitalize on that additional, you know, adrenaline that he had running through his system. And he just, he absolutely lit it up. Like th he was one of the ones that probably had the best and one of the best pro day performances compared to what he was doing here to what he ended up doing uh, uh, on his day. He just, you know, he, he mentally dialed in and made it all happen. Yeah. You, you, you have expectations for these, for these athletes that come through here um, and the, the improvements that they can make. Um, but, you know, sometimes they, you know, we, we have the expectation that they peak on their day and that, that almost 99.99% happens. They'll peak on their day. They'll do their best, best. They'll hit their PRs. Uh, but sometimes there's that extra kind of mental advantage of, uh, of working with, you know, one of our guys, Dr. Robert Price, who, who puts him through all the, uh, you know, the mental kind of visualization that they need to do going through this process because, you know, it's out of their comfort zone one, it's not football. And then plus there's so much, you know, pressure on their shoulders on themselves from an individual standpoint, because they're used to being on a team. They're used to being on uh, a structured, okay, you're here for four years. Here's your, here are your teammates. Now it's kind of all on you. You're the CEO. You are, you are the guy, you are the product. So sometimes that, that messes with you uh, from a mental standpoint. And that's why we're happy, you know, incorporating that, uh, that mental performance with, with Dr. Price. And I think that's, that's huge. You know, obviously all the physical things that we can work on from a speed and a strength standpoint, uh, but, you know, mentally as well is, um, you know, very, very important to this process. And we're, you know, we're happy that, that Mike absolutely just crushed his day and um you know we're just we're we're hopeful with they get an opportunity on a team that's 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 what this whole thing is about we're the cherry on top um you know trying to make them the best that they can showcase and then 
when they put the helmet on, that's on them. And that's what, you know, obviously one of our goals. So you, had you, guys, uh, you have a, you have a sports psychiatrist in house over there. Yeah. The gentleman's name is Dr. Robert Price. He's with elite minds. Uh, he used to be, he used to work with the New York giants when Jerry Reese was there. Uh, and he led the interviews at the NFL combine when he was part of that organization. Oh, wow. He's done nice. stuff with like military tactical training and, um, you know, he does some, some local work uh, with with kids and, you know, part of a, a big part of a church down in uh, in where he lives now. So he's he's a, a, just a really great guy that vibes really well, communicates well. Um, and, you know, from the standpoint of being able to interview, right, being able to tell your story, that's a big part of this process. Mm -hmm. But then also peak performance on one day. Right. How not to let that anxiety you know, get so high and so bad yeah, that your performance yeah. actually. Uh, and a lot know, of these guys, uh, a lot of these guys are used to being the best on their team. They're coming from high school and then they're, you know, they're obviously draft prospects. So they, they've excelled at the college level. And now you go into a situation where you have to prove your worth all over again. So I guess that helps, you know, and I don't really hear many of the, you, you know, you see like a lot of working on the speed, working on the strength and conditioning, but this is the first time where I'm speaking to somebody and they're like, yeah, we actually have a sports psychiatrist in house. Yeah. It's like a full, full fledged powerhouse over yeah. there down a test. <laughs> That's a great thing. That's a great thing. Now I, I did read uh, on your Instagram uh, yesterday is 45, the biggest number of guys that you're sending to the NFL. Is that accurate? Am I accurate yeah. when I say that 45 guys coming out of test going right to the NFL draft tonight? We had 45 players that were, wow. uh, yeah, it, it was a big year. Um, you know, we made sure that we managed that as, as best we could. And we broke every, all these guys down into smaller groups, making sure that, you know, each player receives personal attention is, is very important to us. Um, because we, we aren't a franchise. We don't have, you know, 15 places across the country. Uh, we believe that this, in this process, um, We'd rather have all of our best resources. Yeah, under I'm doing one the roof, math. 45. Right? And just let the kids come to us. Uh, they're going to so go somewhere. Like, why not here? Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, we did we did have it was a big class. But this whole year for all the training facilities across the country was a big year because, you know, COVID with COVID last year, everybody getting the extra year of right. eligibility. We had 24 ask. players right. last year. But, you know, we knew that this year was going to be explosive because there were just so many more kids coming out in the draft needing, you know, draft prep training. So. You know, so we we were prepared for that. We knew we knew it was going to be a big year. We made sure we had smaller groups, and you know, we were prepared for uh, for that type of that type of volume, uh, just with staffing and and very carefully planning field space and and everything else. So it was uh, it was a solid year. We're pretty excited. It's, it should be it should be a great a great weekend for us and a great weekend for these kids. They're the ones who put the work in and the time. Um, we're just excited to see what uh, you know what the future holds. So let me ask, are you said 40, 45 is a lot. And That's I'm thinking about like, are these all local kids? These are guys that are from around here. Or do you have people traveling from all, from all over? Uh, yeah, both. We had, we had both. kids that were living at a local, uh, you know, extended stay. Um, you know, wow. we had a, we had a handful of Rutgers guys from Rutgers as well. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, Trey Avery was another one who absolutely lit up his pro day. Um, he ran a three, nine, five, five, 10, five. He was in the, low four fours, high four threes on his 40. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely going to get some kind of a look. Uh, you know, we had Billy Taylor, the long snapper that Gare actually worked with like all through high school at a, you know, had a tremendous relationship with him. So, you know, that's, I guess from being around so long, which is a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, because we keep getting older, but these kids stay the same age every year. Days are confused. Yeah. But it's pretty funny now that we're saying, you know, when we're recruiting these kids, we're saying, okay, so how old are you now? And they say, 21, 22. Like, okay, well, we've been doing this now for 24 years. So they were three. They were not even born. They were negative three. Right. So, so I, I got to ask, um, obviously 45 guys uh, are, do, do, does anybody jump off the charts? Now I did see something that I, I again, I, I educated myself throughout the course of the last week about tests. Did you guys have anything to do with Kenny Pickett or did you like, cause I saw something, I saw something yeah. there. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I was just reading a different digital thing, nope. but like, so we've been so we we have a quarterback coach that uh, we've been working with uh, for almost a decade now. His name is Tony Rassiopi. Um, I know Rassiopi. Why do I know that name? Does he commentate? Is he a commentator for any sports? No, no. no? All right. So uh, Rassiopi. Uh, I mean, just... recently he's been on the NFL Network, but yeah, uh, he's yeah, maybe I just I don't know the name of, jumped out of me. Of, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he has a lot of um, like uh, you know. NFL clients, high school. He's he's heavy on the high school uh, high school right, training no, circuit, but coach, he's an incredible incredible coach. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. He's he's that you know he's the Rassiopi. He's an Italian guy. He's uh, my paisan you know, over a, there. Good gym job. Teacher. His wife teaches at the same school. Um, you know they they've got two kids. They got one on the way. Um, just a tremendous communicator, uh, which you you love to see in a coach. And you know with the the level of passion that he has has like that. You know the guys were just migrating to him. He he had his career in. Um, he was at Rowan for a while uh, when he when he played. Um, he uh, when he came out went through the draft process and um, you know bounced around to a couple of camps. Uh, you know, but is such a great coach. Like oh, oh, I want to say, you know, better coach than he was even a player at this point. Just to give uh, you know give the proper cues both you know, both verbally and from a tactile standpoint, visually, ton of video review, film review, um, and is just pas- super passionate about about uh, the position. And, you know, he's been working with Kenny because he, they're also, he's also from the shore. He actually lived not too far from um, right next door to uh, Kenny's grandfather and his mom when growing up, like uh, when he was wow. in Talk first grade all the way up, up through, uh, yeah. I want to say eighth or ninth grade, he said he moved out. But uh, yeah, so he's known the family for years um, and has been working with Kenny since uh, for the last six years. And we got him. uh, He started training with us when he was making his decision whether or not he was going to come out and, you know, enter the draft last year or take the extra year of eligibility. Um, He came in to, to us. He wanted to get our opinion. He met with our physical therapist to get their opinion. He got on the phone with Peyton Manning. Because he went wow. through Manning Camp through Kent nice. or through uh, uh, through Tony, because Tony's been a coach at the Manning Camp for the last six years. So he's like, "Listen, you know, do you? There's here. Here's what you're. Here's what you're weighing out. You can you can take the risk and go back for another year and bet on yourself. Um, you know, there's always a potential of an injury, which you know could be more devastating, um, or you know, you could be the risk." to come out now is that you know you risk sitting on the couch and you know not hearing your name called until very late or you're a free agent and you know you're you're regretting the decision of coming out now when you could have gone back to make a difference definitely made and, a great decision and we just said like look kenny whatever your decision is like we are going to back you a thousand percent and but just know this if you decide to stay in 
if you're not the number one pick of the draft, we still have work to do. You know, and we right. always we went in and attacked every day with that mentality. And, you know, he started, you know, when he finally made the decision to stay in, we, he had the whole summer like, OK, what am I going to do? You know, he was going to come up here a couple of days a week because he was still living down, you know, down the shore. It's over an hour to drive here. Um, he started he committed originally to twice a week. And then um, as soon as he started to, you know, taste the medicine, he uh, he committed <laughs> to four days a week here through the summer. And then went went back to Pitt for his last year in the best shape of his life, and just was so far ahead of where yeah, and he's it showed. ever been. And he yeah, started. and he completely completely balled out, completely balled out. Look at his situation this year. Totally. Yeah, and now he's in a situation where what? The fake slide, yeah. That was him, bro. Did you guys teach that yeah. at the test academy? The, the, the fake slide. Pretty good decision, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so now, look, Kenny's in a, in, in a great position where he's probably more than likely going to be a first round draft pick. And it's because he went back and, and did his thing and trained with you guys and went back to Pitt, and, and it was a great decision. It's going to turn out to work out really well for him. Is there anybody else that's, that's, that nobody is talking about right now that, that could just show up in the, you know, day two, day three, or even day, even tonight, uh, the guys, obviously we're, we're close with Mike uh, to Verdoff and, and then that kind of worked out great. Cause I, I truly think that because of you guys and because of his pro day, that he went from probably uh, an undrafted free agent to a sixth or seventh round pick. That's what I. That's my prediction based off the mocks that I've been seeing, uh, based off the rankings. But it's because of the pro day. Do you have anybody else that's kind of shooting up the ranks for you guys that, that you're really excited to see what happens? Yeah, I mean, I think you know we we've been working with a kid, Ryan Vandermark. He was an offensive lineman out of UConn. Um, we met him actually through COVID. He was looking for a place to train. Um, and we were doing some one-on-one -on -one sessions, uh, you know, when it was legal for us to do so not, right. not a lot of places reopened. Um, we literally had, you know, wedding tents outside in the freaking parking lot just to, you know, <laughs> stay alive. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, so, you know, he was, he's been grinding with us, uh, for now a couple of years. He didn't do his draft prep with us. He went down to Florida because that's where his agent sent him. Uh, but he ever went once his, uh, once his time was up down there, when he came back home, he came right back to us. And I think he's going to do well. Um, do you have any any predictions? Yeah, I mean, I, I like, you know, Dustin Crum, uh, Kent State quarterback. I don't think a lot of people are, um, are, are talking about him right now, but I think a lot of uh, coaches and GMs like, uh, you know, his game as far as he put a solid performance on at the Combine. You know, he could spin it. He's got a proven record um, on film. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, where he goes and where he ends up. Um, we had a, a solid O-line class. Uh, we had Eric Wilson from Penn State. Uh, he, he was a transfer from Harvard. So I felt, uh, you know, dumb immediately. <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, Jack Snyder, uh, San Jose State. I mean, again, with the, with the number of guys, you kind of – become close with him and you want to see him succeed. But, you know, off the top of my head, you know, those are the kind of guys that stand out. I mean, I love, uh, you know, Jack Gibbons from Minnesota linebacker. Um, you know, again, each one of these guys is, is, is kind of like family now. So it's, I, I don't want to leave any of them out. So I don't want to. Say yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, 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 they're, they're all great. They're all getting drafted tonight. <laughs> they're all, yeah, they're 45 all, guys are getting drafted out of the In test the academy. Round, somehow they're, they, they worked it out where they're, Extra draft picks. In the first round. They're all, <laughs> They're all first round picks. Oh, man. So this obviously um, now just out of curiosity, just to see how you guys uh, how this worked. 
Is it something that you guys recruit these players or the players seek out just like almost like a gym membership? Like I want to go to test or do you guys say like, is there like a qualifications that kind of go with this or do you, does anybody in their anybody in their brother can go there? So that, that's a great question. And, you know, it gets, it gets to the point where we now, because we've been achieving some success over a very long amount of time, like you get a little bit of success each year and that kind of, you know, compiles uh, as the years go on. And every year we want to sit in a think tank and figure out, okay, what, what went really well this year? What went wrong? What could have, what went okay, but could have went better? What other resources or, um, you know, people, uh, services do we want to have uh, for these players? Where can we continue to get better? Um, so I, it's taken a long time to, you know, to figure out what is best. And we literally just changed our entire schedule this year to do that. Um, but I think right now we have a product that is, you know, will we'll rival any other training program in the country. And I, and I say that with the utmost respect, uh, for everyone, everyone in this industry. Um, there's a, you know, if you do a Google search on NFL combine training places, you'll find thousands, but there's only 310 that go to the combine. Right. So 310 kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's you know, there's, yeah. I think there's a lot of fluff out there, but I, I, I do, I do feel like the recruiting process is a combination of getting on the phone directly with players, developing the relationships that we have with the kids that are here, understanding who their teammates are, finding out if they would re recommend or refer us. We feel like, like word of mouth is very strong in this industry. It's, it's very much a, almost like a fraternity of, uh, of, of people in the industry and how good of a job you do. And then the, you know, when the players with social media and how powerful that is, when they start talking about their experiences at, at individual places um, and all these kids are saying, yeah, we did the X, Y, and Z here. And they're like, yeah, we didn't do any of that here. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a reassuring thing knowing, you know, what we're doing. We set, we're trying to set our own bar and, you know, accomplish some great things, but it takes the utmost level of focus and coordination to be able to do that with a you know world-class team of people that are connected at the hip and we're just looking at each other. We know what we're thinking at this point because, I mean, we've been working together for a long time. Like this guy was in our very first class, you know? So I've known Gare for, I don't even want to say how long, <laughs> before we had Grays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, the recruiting process is it's a challenge. Uh, it's not easy to get to know kids from a distance, right? Because a lot of them are, you know, from all over the country. Um, right. And to have to develop a level of trust where, like, this is this is an incredibly important time in their in their football career that could determine whether they go home and sit and have to get a real job and enter enter civilian life, or whether they get an opportunity to go play in the league. Like that's that's how that's how valuable this decision is. And we want to make sure that we can express that intensity level when we, when we are recruiting them. And, you know, I, I also think too locally, like so a lot of these guys that are local that end up, end up training here, this isn't like a fallback option. You know, like, so I feel like sometimes when you're a kid from New Jersey, like is Rutgers your first choice or your second choice? Is it the fallback option or is it the primary option? I feel like, because we're in New Jersey and we're so close to, you know, so close to Rutgers, I feel like sometimes the, the sun and, you know, the, the, uh, the beach and palm trees is something that we don't sell in January and February, you know, mm -hmm. here in New Jersey. <laughs> no, you don't. It's just not, not there. We sell zero distractions. 
if you want to come to a, to a place that works when we're indoors where the temperature controlled all the you know all the elements with the weather is the same exact elements that you'll experience in indianapolis when you head out there um you know and it's just a you know it's not an easy thing to recruit against uh against palm trees and sunshine you know yeah. but it's we just we I don't would, have that or any short skirts and bikinis in January and February. Yeah. Not, that's not a question, group, kind you know? of stemming um, off of this and piggybacking we, so off of what this. What that does for us is it gets us the um, the players that are very serious about what they want to do. They're guys that are you know they don't care about the distractions. So the culture of the player that ends up coming here are the guys that bring their work boots and uh, and lunch boxes. I have another question kind of lending into the piggybacking off of this whole recruiting thing. Um, you guys do like a high school football combine kind of deal. Is this something that I've, um, uh, my producer said that you guys do some type of high school football thing where the high school recruits might come out and like a showcase, do like of, some a showcase sort. of some sort. Absolutely. So that's, we've, we've had such a good um, track record with what we're doing. We want it to trickle down to the, to the, to the younger athlete and, we have, we have the resources to do so. And what we did last year was we held uh, a showcase just to kind of test the waters because we've done, you know, uh, a great job of getting results from elite athletes. Let's, let's take some local kids and, you know, you know, there's, they're running a, a ton of showcases nowadays. So let's get them prepped for that. So last year in, um, in July, we ran, we ran like a showcase kind of intensive where we tested them, did the same kind of baseline testing uh, and progression that we, you know, do with our combine athletes. And we had incredible success with it. So now what we're doing is we're kind of parlaying that into, you know, the resources that we have, we're using to uh, build up our positional uh, classes and programs. We're building up, you know, our showcase stuff where we do intensives on the weekends on Saturday uh, with the same coaches that do our uh, NFL combine training um, for, you know, six, eight weeks. So these kids can get ready for, you know, it's, it's a part of recruiting now, these showcases. So we want to make yeah, sure right. that we can, uh, we can help as much as we can uh, for these guys to be prepped because <clears throat> when they go into these showcases, they don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of background or a lot of uh, coaching in it. So I feel like we're helping the, the high school athlete get, recruited get noticed and that's that's huge in our book because you know our culture here is always wanted it's all about the athlete always want yeah it's and it's about the results too so that to answer your question yes we're running positional we would, programs actually you would love on, to come on, down on there and check of one of those month. days out and uh our showcase stuff is is going on right now yeah yeah i would uh, gooch just said it we would love to come down there and just watch that you know what i mean that's, check that's, this that's out. maybe even we could do something now we'll talk off air about this if if maybe some of these younger athletes that are coming there and they're they're going through some training maybe we could do some type of small interview process for them so they could kind of see what it might be like talking to some media a little bit you guys are kicking the I idea think, i think maybe i think maybe you guys should come down and lace up and we should test you. Oh, Look, that's great content right there. And I've been Let's looking. To, I've been looking to tackle oh, an NFL goodness. player. Uh, don't we have don't so many me conversations here about what I think I can do. So you guys, <laughs> and now we're gonna go find out. You got. You guys also like video this stuff for kids to like give to recruiters and to colleges, right? I read. I read that in there too. That you guys also like keep the, keep all this stuff down for them so they can use it for recruiting purposes as well, right? Uh, absolutely. So. 
that's that's what it's about getting information and getting them at their best to be able to to sell them at your at their best so we're doing that right now so we actually have two athletes um that unfortunately weren't given the opportunity to have to have a pro day which is very very unfortunate yeah, but yeah but man. and we've done this in the past where where when COVID first started we first we had or we wanted to showcase these athletes who just went through you know eight to 12 weeks of training and then all of a sudden everyone's shutting down their pro days so what we did to get what we did was put our heads together and we and we hosted a pro day and kevin myself skip vance we hosted it as as neutral as we could we set up the lasers uh we set up our facebook live and we 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 reached out to the scouts that we knew that were going to be scouting our area or we had relationships with. And we said, tune in here. They tuned in and we had a couple guys sign just off of just wow. that's amazing. That's that's crazy. Opportunity, right? That is incredible. Like, the, the opportunities. So th- it, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like that culture we want to, we want to share with the community and, and the world. And that's why I think we have a, a guys coming from, coming from, you know, all over the country. But uh, again, to your to your question, yes, that is something we do. We do, you know, testing from lasers. It's not hand, um, and it's as as kind of clean and, and concise, and uh, all the motion taken out of it. And we we have our system within our testing, so it's um, it's repetitive uh, and it's consistent. That's that's what we like to do. Is is just great. Simple things done well. Yeah, that's that's an incredible thing. Now, I do have a question just based off expansion before we let you guys go. We don't want to hold you up too much longer, but expansion like is this something that you can find yourself franchising? Because like as a small business of Chop Sports, we've been around for a year. Of course, we want to just keep taking the next steps. You guys have put together such a great community down there and a great brotherhood of everybody that's joining up. Is there any idea of expanding to some of the football capitals of the world have you like a like a texas or like a you know where, where these kids are coming right out of high school and, and they're just they're bred to be football players is there any idea of a second third fourth location for the test academy great question and we're on that to be continued all right, um, all right. good i don't want to i don't want to let the cat out of the I bag do have one last <laughs> question as well. i have one last question as well any other sports besides football you guys do anything for basketball anything for wrestling mma it's 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 funny you say that because we we do have the branding as Test Football Academy, but I've um, we've had the pleasure and, and had a relationship with uh, the Smith family, and I'm sure you know who J.R. Smith is. Of course, yeah. You know, for some reasons the stars aligned. I had a great relationship with his brother. His brother put us in contact, and so on. You know, that happened in Blossom. So we were able to to train him um, and have him for about two years. And that was incredible. And his last championship ring with the Lakers um, and still keep in contact with him. Just so you know, he just won athlete, uh, scholar athlete of the year. 4.0. 4. 4. Yeah. Yeah. 4.0. I saw that the other day. I could go on for days. Oh, oh, Jared Smith, Smith is a legend, <laughs> a local <laughs> legend. <laughs> and are you trying to get the fight? We do. Yeah, that's the uh, social media legend as well. I love him. Uh, to answer your question, we do all we do all sports. We we are we, our our bread and butter is the football academy, but that at the same time, athletes are athletes. We will make them to the best of their genetic potential. Yes, sir. 
Awesome. I mean, look, this has been a phenomenal learning experience, and I'm excited about every one of your 45 clients heading out to the NFL draft tonight. We're excited about it. We want to thank you guys for joining with us today. We'll share out the video, share all the links and stuff like that. Kevin, it's been really cool, man. What's up? I got one thing. So we just released a uh, a Kenny Pickett story, um, and it's re it released today at 11 a.m., so oh, check perfect. that out if you guys don't mind getting it out there. Absolutely. It's literally a story about Kenny over. from high school all the way until today. So, um, you know, it's a story that, that hasn't been shared or told or released at all in the media. His agent has kept kind of things, the media, really quiet on Kenny um, for primarily the reason of, you know, he wanted Kenny to tell his story directly to the teams rather than letting the media tell it for him. Awesome. Um, and then sometimes, you know, obviously messages get watered down through that. So, um, you know, we were able to uh, not many people got an interview with him, um, but he was, you know, he was gracious enough to do that for us. And, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of times and, and, you know, information that's chock full of like Kenny's story from beginning to, you know, until today. And he's. He's one of the best kids that we've ever had the uh, the privilege to work with, and it's so great to have a New Jersey New Jersey native who we have had in this building, you know, kind of helping to cultivate his career over all of this time, and then see this kid become a Heisman finalist and like now potentially be the number one quarterback selected in this year's draft. Does he want to go um, to the Steelers? Where would you like to see him? Yeah, where, do, do we have any, <laughs> do we have any personal Steelers fans in the comments right now? Do we have any personal preference as to where he's going? Or where would is it just you like, like to see him? Where would you like to see him? Not him. Where would you like first, to see him? The Jaguars. Right? Yeah, right. First no. overall. I don't think he's going first overall, but I, I, I would love to see it. I mean, that, that was kind of our mantra, right? Like, if you're not the number one pick of the draft, we still have work to do. But that also is dependent on who's who's got the who's number there, one. Who's there? Right, yeah, right. It's, it's not um, it's not Jacksonville, yeah. obviously. If you guys remember, uh, coming out of high school, <clears throat> he was recruited and was was uh, was offered. We got an offer from Temple. You guys Mr. Matt who, Rule, who yep. was there? Yep, the that, that, there was somebody that that talked about that on our draft. Yeah, yeah Matt Matt Rule was the Matt was Rule. the coach over there, and now he's over in Carolina. So all yep. signs are. And they're sitting mm -hmm. at they're sitting at number six right now, and they were at his pro day. And uh, there you go. So and, six is where we want to see Kenny pick. I'm with go. it. I'm with it. Sorry, no, I'm sorry Steelers Let's fans. But I'm not going to drop to twenty. Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys know the Jets and the Giants have two picks in the top ten. So and they're they you got uh, they got both of them at four and five. So I think. I think there's going to be a ton of trades in the first round. Like it's, yeah, it's really so wild. I've been reading that Carolina's right. going no to move off of six, too. So yeah. we'll see. A lot of these smoke signals being a lot, sent. Yeah, a lot of smoke signals being be sent today. There could so. be a team that's talking shit about a player that they want to draft, so other teams don't draft him. There's so many dirty things happening on draft day. Yeah, so but best of luck to you guys. Thank you for, hey, for thank you for the yeah, time. Thank out. you for the time. We'll we'll spread the word and and, and honestly and listen. You, you've opened up a, a Pandora's box because myself and Gooch will be coming down <laughs> there set up a pro day and lacing up. <laughs> Bring your yeah, A-game, baby. Oh, oh, let's go. Let's All go. Right. Hey, man, thanks, guys, for your time. Appreciate right. you. Take care. Bye. All right. So that is – oh, there I am. It happened again. There we go. So that is uh, the Test Academy. Um, that was awesome. You learn a lot, and, and, and Kenny Pickett was one of their guys. Um 
you know, it, it's exciting, man. It, it's it's draft season, baby, and it's draft is here. It's here. Um, very excited about that. One more thing before we go, because I totally, totally forgot yeah. about it. I shot right over it. Yes, I, I did, was going to ask. Ready? What, what, hold on one All second, because right. I did want to touch on the Yankees real quick. Um, winners of five straight, you know, in first place by themselves right now. Very excited. Rizzo, eight home runs. They're doing well. Who was that guy that was talking shit saying that the Mets were going to finish with a better record than the Yankees this year? Was that me? I think they still have I a better record back. than the Yankees. They're not going to we'll finish see. with a better we'll see. record, though. But last night, something the, the call was answered. Okay. Here's the video. Here's what happened. It happened last night or yesterday. Uh, and I texted Payne right away who called the flight. He said, This is going to happen. You're in like banging yeah, around. I thought, like, I think it's fighting uh, going on over Yeah, maybe they're having a Royal Rumble. Uh, there's something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're here above us and there's only two floors. All right. Play to play to play. And it's up and in. And you had to know that was coming. And Arenado nods out at Lopez as if to say, I knew. And now he says, come get me. And here we go. You knew something was going to happen, and here it is. Both benches empty, and they are really going at it now. This has been brewing for the last couple of days. And after J.D. Davis got drilled in the ankle, bodies start to fly. And it's these Cabrera who hit J.D. Davis is right in the middle of it. That's Pete in the middle of it. Yoan Lopez, brand new to this team, but he knew what was going to be asked of him. And he dusted off Arenado, and Arenado took it. That is what we call a bitch slap. A bitch slap for a bitch. What do you say we go outside and finish it off? Huh? You are going down for this, Ari. I don't really care. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. A bitch slap for a bitch. Not one slap I was, like, was wait, thrown. What's going on? Right yeah, now? No, no, no. Not one slap was thrown. It was Ari Gold. Of course, we were just talking about him. Not one slap was thrown. The pitch wasn't even close. Okay. This whole thing, Arenado uh, literally lost a lot of credibility by even jawing off at anybody for this because you knew the shit was coming. It just, we didn't know it was going to. I almost said that. we didn't know it was going to arrive so fast. <laughs> um, I don't understand why all the Arenado hate. I, dude, what was he complaining about? He got thrown at. Was it but, though? Look, was it though? Look, was also, it a throw also, at? also, I want to know what was said by the Met because Arenado backed out. He didn't charge the mound. He he backed out. He shook his head. Knew that was coming. He acknowledged it. All right, all right. And then the Met probably said, "Fuck you, mother." Said something. And he was like, "Well, then I'm right here. Come get me." And then the fight started. That's just two guys. Emotions are running high. Arenado didn't charge the mound. I feel like this is all good. This is what we needed. The Mets, 19 hit by pitches in 20 games. The, whether or not you're throwing at these guys or not, or if Bassett's comments kind of counter, it kind of like counters the point that the Mets are being thrown at because he said that pitchers don't have control over the baseball. <laughs> and then you're getting mad. It's like, bro, you said it yourself. We don't have control. But the Mets are right to be angry. The only Arenado's one okay to be angry back, and the, it's baseball, baby. It's baseball, Susan. Uh, the only one to actually get thrown around was Pete Alonso. He got like a headlock takeover uh, by a, what, a coach. Is that right? Yeah, it was a coach. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's embarrassing. But I think that, you know, Alonso would probably be like, you know what? In any other situation, I'd murder and this he, guy. And, and I want to <laughs> understand everybody's saying, Gooch, uh, Joe LaCourie, come on, man. That's some baby shit right there. Fair. Now, if Alex Rodriguez got thrown at, didn't get hit and did the same thing and cursed back at the pitcher and said something. Nobody on the Yankees would be like, what a bit. And we would be like, yeah, fucking a, a rod not taking shit. 
because we don't have a dog. You're in right. Race. So uh, you know, I'm going to be looking at it like Arenado is a bitch. No, I'm going to retract. I'm going to retract that shit. I'm going to retract in the same. I would. I would retract had the Mets player not said anything because you know something had to have triggered yeah, him, bro. It's like so he, the, yeah. So Arenado's not. He backed out. He acknowledged. Okay. He kind of did like okay, okay. You and know, look, like there's nine guys. And then on all the of a sudden, they I just didn't throw at you. There's nine guys on a team. You're picking me. It's like, all right, I take exception to that. Whether or not. Also, the Mets pitcher pussied out. It wasn't that he didn't try to hit him. Well, you heard it in the, in the commentary. He said it in the commentary. He said, like, he he's a new pitcher. Like, he's brand new. He had a job to do there. You know, down 10-5. It's time to, to get back, you know, our dignity at this point. And he, he brushed him off. The pitch, I don't think, was warranted for any kind of, you know, any kind of scuffle at all. But it happened. The Mets stood up for their, the for their were, guys. The Mets were clearing the, the benches there. And it really, I think oh, it was more that, the benches that had to do with it because both benches were at the top and they were both jawing right away. It escalated. No, no harm, no foul. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, the way I see this, and here's here's my biggest stickler with this whole thing. When you're, like, if you play uh, hockey, you know, A4 is a hockey player. There's a rule. Third man gets in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. There's a third man that comes on a fight out of nowhere. A lot of trouble. Why is it in baseball that you're allowed to not only clear your bench, but the fucking bullpen comes running in from right field? Right. Because because the and and slow, nonetheless. It's no so bull- hilarious to see the catchers like, <laughs> why don't the bullpen just meet up down there. in center field? The bullpen should just meet up in center field. Like, like well, right. It's just like it's, beat the shit out of each I don't think that's field. the idea. The idea is to be there for your guys in the event that they How much support is one man bro? What are they going And also, it's like there's a fight happening over there. It's like, eh. Just gonna hang out over here. It's like I'm gonna go fucking watch the fight too. I'm running right <laughs> to the spot. I'm surprised that there's not fans and be like, I need to eat here. <laughs> right? Come on, it's a fist fight. I bet you there's some players that are like, son of a bitch, I gotta get up. Oh yeah, no, the guys, <laughs> yeah. especially the guys like the bullpen like catchers. Yeah. Like they pools. got the, they got the like, fucking pools. Pools. And you saw his face, he's like, bro, come the fuck back. <laughs> But watch Pulos was in Alonzo's face, and all of a sudden Alonzo was like, "Okay, sir, sorry. Uh, respect <laughs> like, your elders. Your, respect your elders." But um, that was uh, it was a phenomenal. Uh, there push was a fest. couple other dust ups that were t- almost dust ups. Major League Baseball has been sort of giving with the beef. There hasn't been any actual real fights. This was the closest thing we well, got. Scoop, Scoop just said that the what you call the 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 Cardinals come into City Field in May. Yeah. Well, so there's not going to be much time removed. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure that the Cardinals manager was okay with he said he was okay with with Alonzo getting tossed around. Yeah, well, yeah. Of course he is. Look, you got you got to be a little bit more professional. They're not going to They're both going to be warned prior to it's you're going to expect this craziness to happen, but typically when there's beef with a team, you fight and then Major League Baseball clamps down on it. I do want to talk about one thing though, two things really with the Angels. One, um, Angels? Yeah. Okay. There's a, the, uh, it's relevant to Jared Weaver threw at Kyle Seeger. Okay. Right. And he threw 83 miles an hour at him. Like a breaking ball? That's what you're supposed to do. In so the he, back, in the yeah, small, he the threw back at of the his butt. arm. 83 miles an hour. It didn't go above the shoulder. They had a little jawing match because Seeger was taking too long to get in the box. He said, stand in the fucking box. Seeger put his hand up again. Jared Weaver's like, who the fuck do you think you are, Derek Jeter? I think he actually said yeah, that. Yeah, he did. He that. said that. That's incredible. He was he on did, a podcast, yeah. and he was like, I wanted to fight him at that moment. So he's like, I didn't want to Jared hurt him Weaver. with the baseball. So I threw at him 83 miles an hour, and that's what you're supposed to do. There was a little dust-up, no no actual fight. But they move on past it. They had their little beef, and it, nothing comes of it. But when you're throwing... 100 miles an hour. That's exactly what he said. Take this 83. Oh, I did see you. You shared that on your Instagram, and I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Great. That's so funny. 
Absolutely that's so great. And that's how baseball is supposed to be policed. And that's how, that's how, you know, those guys now probably gained a little bit of respect for each other. While Kyle Seager, you're chill the fuck out. You're not a 10 year vet. The whole like hand up in the box that always bothered I used, me. I, you don't bother me. I, Jeter's my favorite player of all time. I couldn't stand it. He would do it all the time. But that may have been like his thing. Like people have like their free throw things. Jeter's didn't bother me because he wasn't, you know, he's cheats. He could do whatever he wants. But like David Wright, every time, every pitch, step out of the box. Jeets. My my sister-in-law memorized this, I believe, when it was happening. David Wright used to be like like, like legitimate upstairs. Like where every pitch, he would step out, readjust his batting gloves, pull on his shirt, pull on his hat. Same thing every time. Yeah, like a, I like a nervous tick Look, almost. I understand that. I'm, I haven't Omar. sat still since I've sat down here. I have 50 <laughs> nervous ticks. Okay. So my All armpits. Right. Not so oh, bad today. No, I have three shirts. We're on. only oh, like okay. five hours away. Yeah, it's hot. Until it's, it's draft Aaron Rodgers gets his new offensive tackle. <laughs> Can't wait. So I did want to talk about that. <laughs> um, the, what did you do? What did you do? The Falcons are reportedly desperate on draft for for Jordan Love. What? Yeah, yeah right. this hasn't been reported by anyone besides uh, you. <laughs> no, I got this. I got this. Just a couple articles. Between, like, I did see Jordan Love Packers, was trending yesterday. I just don't know why. It was Packers insiders, and it was said again that there's multiple NFL scouts. Schefter didn't report this, so it's probably true. Ooh, there's multiple true. NFL scouts that view Jordan Love would be better than any quarterback that's in this class, besides our boy Kenny Pickett. See, that's yeah, a, I'm, that's a, I'm a, a Kenny Pickett fan forever now. But that's interesting. It's interesting that you say Jordan Love when there's guys like Jimmy G and like other guys that could be dished off. Why wouldn't the Falcons be interested in guy or even I'm not saying Trey Lance is tradable, but you know, like there's other guys better than Jordan Love available. Well, well, would Would you uh, you take Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield? I would take Jordan Love. Ooh, wow. One Baker Mayfield is going to demand a much bigger contract. I know. I'm just talking skill for skill. You still have you still have three years left with, with Jordan Love on his rookie contract if you want to extend him for that, that team option. Financially, he's going to cost less, I would imagine. There's not a big market for him. I don't think the Packers are going to trade him because I think there's a premium at backup quarterback in this league, and they would be in trouble if they lost Rodgers for a couple of games and didn't have a guy to, to bridge the gap. So I think it's hilarious that we brought up the fake slide to the guys over at Test. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> incredible. But we are here, folks. It is draft night. It is time to get things wrapped up here and prepare for to go over to MJ's. I know somebody asked. I forgot who it was. If the under 21 can get in, I think it's a restaurant. So you can just yeah, kind of yeah, do whatever yeah. you got to do. Um, I, I actually have to 21. call MJ's uh, right after the show. I want to make sure that the sound is on for the draft because I did read that they have like a live band or some shit like that. So uh, if there's a live band playing, will, we're going go, somewhere I will else. Go literally anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah, right. Shit. I don't I, I want to make sure of that. So we want to be able to hear. Right. Stand by uh, all you guys that are joining us tonight. Uh, I will make an announcement later on. Maybe I'll go live again for a half a second just to let you uh, if, if there's a change of plans. If not, status quo be at MJ's later on tonight. I'll probably get there at like, I don't know, two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, there will be uh, there will be drinks to be had and NFL draft picks to be made for Sturch and Gooch. But one more time, you have to bring up. I will. Mike one and it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. I, I we appreciate I, think I know was he was sleeping. sleeping. Uh, his, he's got sweatpants on. He had a late hockey game. Did you guys he win, lose up, shoes off feet? up. Holy shit. Made himself completely comfortable on his, on last, his last day. day, but we've been, we've okay, been very, very ready for this. 
Yesterday, he hits me up. He's like, hey, man, there's, there's traffic. I'm going to be late. I was like, I just put strongly agree that you're punctual on your review. Yeah. Like, and now uh, you're going to do we, this to me on the last day? We've been lucky to have Anthony on board with us. We appreciate you breaking our cherry, popping our, our actual real handshake intern cherry. Yeah, that was incredible. And, and hopefully there's more to come after that. Uh, there, there's been people that were you know, behind you as far as like the first ones to come on in here. But again, it was great to work with a college and, a, and an actual get you some credits, bro. Because without us, your ass wouldn't even graduate. So congratulations to you. When the hell do you walk? When do you, when do you walk? Uh, the 12th of May. May 12th. Uh, like my last final is. What does May 12th Friday. fall on? It's a Friday, I believe. Uh, a May 12th falls on a Friday. All right. You want, trying to get you want to go? go? You want to go? Everybody want to go watch them graduate? <laughs> Where is it at? Yankee Stadium? I'm so proud right, of you. Uh, the Rock. So you get to, you're going to be more successful in that building by graduating college than the Devils were this year. Yeah. So I, I already I already had it planned um, for my caption on Instagram. Uh, uh, basically, like two places that have let me down in the past four years <laughs> Ramapo. Prudential Center. <laughs> I like it. I like it, my man. But listen, congratulations. Uh, thank, you. thank you for everything that you've done for us. You've grown our LinkedIn. You've you've crushed it on social media. You've crushed it when you're in here and you're working hard as always. So thank you for uh, everything you've done for Chop Sports. And of course, continue to spread the word. Tell your friends that if they're looking for a job or an internship, please hit us up because we can always use the help over here because me and Gooch are always slaving. So for Sturge and Gooch, a four on his last day and Rob for producing. And of course, a special thank you to um, the Test Football Academy for coming on and breaking uh, some of their uh, stories over there and, and, you know, talking about some of their 45 guys they're sending to the draft tonight. So good luck to all of those guys that are going in. Tomorrow, we got the draft to break down. We're going to give you a one-month recap of all the baseball that's been going on and who's shining, who's not. Your boy's coming back off the injured list. You were Acuna! You might have said that 15 times this morning, by the way. Yeah. Very excited about that. Uh, so that's that. We'll see you guys tonight at MJ's, and we'll see you guys tomorrow right here on the Chop Sports Daily. Boop, boop, boop. Scoop, trade me at third baseman, you pussy. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.